of applause. All right, all right. Hey guys, how y'all doing? Good morning. Whether you've been here for the first time or we've met for the first time or we've met before. Hi guys, my name is Mark Vinzon. How you guys doing today? Oh wow. How you guys doing today? All right, all right. You saw here in JHM, we love three things. We love having fun. That's why we play some awesome games. That's why we throw uh, dodgeballs in the air. We put crickets in our mouths, the whole deal. We love worship. So that's why we love seeing students in the worship team. Thank you so much. And we love reading the Bible. And the reason why we read the Bible is because, listen up, listen up, listen up. The reason why we love reading the Bible is we believe that the Bible teaches us a little bit about ourselves and helps us get to know this person called Jesus. Yeah? So, before we get into things, I want to tell you guys three facts about me. First fact, I am married. Yeah, that's a ring on my finger. I am married. My wife's name is Erin. She works in the high school ministry. So, eighth graders, some of y'all already know Erin, but you guys will see her when you guys go into high school. So, I am married. Second, I love basketball. Basketball is like my sport. Any Lakers fans in here? Laker fans? Lake. Wow, Warriors and Clippers fans. All right, all right, all right. But here's the last. Here's the last thing. Here's the last thing. Here's the last thing I want you guys to know. One thing about me is, shh, I'm a person who has trust issues. Say trust issues. So a little bit about me. I when I get in when I get scared or when I get hurt, or when I come across a time where I'm just overwhelmed, I'm confused, I have a hard time just being vulnerable and trusting somebody. See, when I used to be in school and I would fail a test, or uh, I used to have a bully, when I'd be bullied by, uh, by this guy in high school, or when I would mess up in a, on, on a homework assignment, I'd have a hard time trusting my parents and telling them. I'd have a hard time trusting my teachers and telling them. I'd have a hard time opening up to my friends. See, I was the kid in, when, when, when I would have life group, when, you know, you know, in life group, when you sit down and the life group leader asks, well, how's everybody doing? And they go around in a circle. Some of you guys do the, the uh, peaks and pits, right? Is that what you guys do? Peaks and pits. And they would ask me, go, Mark, um, how was your week today? And I'd, either I just came back and I failed the test or the bully just talk, embarrassed me in front of the whole school or I found out some friends were gossiping about me. They would ask, hey, how are you doing? And I'd be like, I'm fine. I'm good. No, I'm great. I had a hard time trusting people and opening up to people because I was afraid that I'd be judged or they'd think different about me. I didn't want to show other people that I was in pain. I didn't want to show other people that I was scared. And maybe, maybe some of you guys feel that way. Maybe some of you guys are in a time where you feel kind of scared or you feel overwhelmed or you're going through a lot of pain or you're, you have problems uh, with your family, you have problems at school or you're having problems uh, with some of your friends and you feel like you can't trust anybody with that. See, one of the cool things about the Bible is there are stories in this Bible where people feel exactly how we feel. We're going to read a story about Jesus, Peter, and the disciples where Peter and the disciples felt exactly how we did, and they felt like they couldn't trust anyone. So if you have your Bibles, if you have your red Bibles, or if you have your phone Bibles, we have them up here as well, please turn to Matthew 14. 
We're going to be in verses 24 through 33. If you're in the red Bible, I, I grabbed one. You're in page 964. So while you're turning there, I'll go ahead and pray for us. God, um, this, is, this, is, this is your story. This is, these, these are your students. This is your message. God, would you, would you speak? Would you speak so clearly? Would you be here? Would your presence be known? And ultimately, God, what, would you help us to learn a little bit about ourselves and get to know who you are, Jesus? Would you help us do that as we open your word tonight? Pray this in your name. Amen. All right, so let's read starting in verse 24, page 964. Here we go. We're going to read. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward, toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on, wa- walking on the water, they were terrified. In fear, they cried out, Yo, it's a ghost! But Jesus spoke, out to, spoke to them at once and said, Don't be scarred. Take courage. I'm here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over on the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink and shouted, Save me, Lord! Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt? When they climbed back to the boat, the wind stopped, and then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. See, in this story, we see that the disciples are in a boat. That's, that, 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 that they're in a boat in the middle of the ocean. It says that they're far away from land. They're so far away from land that they can't even see where they came from. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. It's dark. Can we pull up verses 24 to 26? We, we see that they have the waves that are against him. We see the wind is against him. They're so scared that when Jesus is walking out on the water, they don't even recognize who he is. They're just so, man, that's a ghost. Peter, look, it's a ghost. And they get so overwhelmed and they get so scared that they're probably thinking this. They saw the waves. They saw the wind. They thought they saw a ghost that they're probably thinking this. What do I do next? And how do I get out of this quickly? What do I do next? And how do I get out of this quickly? See, sometimes I think we can be like the disciples when we come across times where where we get scared or when we get confused or when we get overwhelmed or things are just too much. We can start asking the question, what do I do next and how do I get out of this quickly? See, when you find out that you, you're about to fail a class or you're going to fail a test, or maybe you found out that some of, you, some of the students in your class or some of the friends in your neighborhood have been gossiping about you and posting things on social media about you, or, or, or maybe you just found out that one of your family members just got sick. Maybe that's one of you. And you start to think to yourself, what do I do next? And how do I get out of this quickly? See, sometimes fear and pain can make us be overwhelmed and make us be confused. And we start wondering, well, what do I do next? How do I, how do I get out of this? What do I do? See, when we get scared, we panic and we start to ask that question. And this is what Jesus asked us to do. See, trusting Jesus 
is a walk. One step at a time. Everybody say one step at a time. Turn to your neighbor and say one step at a time. See, we see this in verses 28 and 29. See, Peter's like, you know what? I don't even know what to do. I'm desperate. I'm confused. I'm just going to, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I don't know what to do. You know what? I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask, hey, Jesus, if that's you, what do you want me to do? Tell me. Tell me. I don't know what to do with, I don't know what to do next. And Jesus says two simple words. He doesn't say, all right, run out here. He doesn't say, okay, start rowing really quick. Um, Peter, jump out, start swimming. Right? All he says is, yes, come. He looks at Peter, and all he asks him to do is to take his first step. See, trusting Jesus is a walk. One step at a time. See, what's the next step for you? What does that first step look like for you? Maybe it's, maybe that first step in trusting Jesus is, is asking your teacher, hey, um, I really don't get this class. I really don't get this equation. I really need help. Or maybe when it comes to finding out you're being, you're being bullied, you're following, finding out some people are gossiping about, maybe it's, it's asking a life group leader, or maybe it's, it, it's asking one of your friends, hey, can you pray for me? What, what can I do next? Or maybe your next step, maybe your next step in trusting Jesus is when you find out that family member is sick. Maybe it's asking your parents, hey, can we pray? Or maybe it's, it's going, hey, can you guys help me pray for my family member who's sick? See, sometimes we can, get, we can panic and wonder what we're going to do, but all Jesus asks is for us to take our next step. See, sometimes trusting Jesus can be scary and it can seem kind of weird and be kind of intimidating. And sometimes it's, it's, it's in moments where, man, taking a step out in the water, are you sure, Jesus? That's kind of scary. But all Jesus asks, just take one step. One step is all it takes to trust Jesus. See, a lot of people think, in this story, I, I, I thought that, I, you know, sometimes I still think this. I thought that Peter was fearless. I thought Peter was like, all right, yeah, I'm about to walk on that water. But if you read the passage, if you read the Bible, if you read the story a little bit closer, you realize that Peter was, Peter was not fearless. In fact, Peter got scared. He got really scared. Peter had fear. And here's the funny thing about fear. Fear does this sneaky thing. Fear does this sneaky thing to us. Fear makes us look down at where we are and focus on ourselves. Fear makes us look down at where we are and focus on ourselves. We see this. We see this in verses 26 and verse 30. See, when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified in their fear. They cried out, it's a ghost. Can you imagine being there? You're seeing all the waves and you're seeing uh, all the wind and you're seeing there's like, there's like ghost thing walking in the water. 
They couldn't even recognize Jesus. They were looking at where they are. I was like, oh, looking down at their boat. Yo, this boat is not going to be able to handle that wave. Peter, we, that wave is coming and taking us out. What are we going to do? What are we going to do next? How do I get out of here? And then Peter starts to think about himself. He starts to look down at where he is and look down at who he is. Because what does Peter say when he starts to sink? What does he say? Save who? Save me. Save me. See, I could imagine Peter walking out the boat. And he's looking at Jesus, and he takes his first step. And that's a scary step, but he's taking a step. And he takes another step. He's still looking at Jesus. And then one time, he'll look down at his feet, and he'll look back at Jesus. And he'll look down at his feet again, and just look at the waves, and looks back at Jesus. And then all of a sudden, he just looks at his feet, and he starts to sink. See, fear does this. Fear yells, look down. And Jesus whispers, look up. Everybody say, look up. Turn your neighbor, say, look up. up. See, fear, this is what fear does. Fear made the disciples look down at the boat and look down at the waves and look down at how scared they were. Peter was scared and he looked down at himself and he said, how can I, help me, help me. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? He looked down at, at the water and he looked at where he was. And see, I... I had something like this happen in my life where I was scared. And I had an example when fear made me look down. Um, so uh, about, about a year ago, um, something really scary happened in my life where I thought I was alone. And it was probably the most scared I've ever been in my entire life. It was probably the time in my life where I looked at only myself and I panicked about where I was in my life. Um, I think we have a picture of my dad up here. Um, Hey, guys, that's my dad. Um, About a year ago, um, he died uh, of liver cancer. Um, And right before he died, um, it was was my last year of college, um, and I just met my future wife. She was my girlfriend at the time. Her name was Erin. And uh, I was about to graduate, and I told my parents I was going to propose to Erin. And then my dad said, um, Mark, I'm not going to make it in two months. And I looked at I was like, what? He said, I have two months left to live. And that's when I started to look down. That's when fear was yelling at me to look down. And I was like, what? wait, Dad, but what about, I, I am about to, I'm about to graduate, I'm about to be an adult, but what about me? Wait, wait, this can't happen, this can't happen to me. Dad, I, I'm, I'm about to get married. I'm about to ask my girlfriend to be my wife. Who's going to help me learn how to be a husband? Dad, you can't do this. D- Dad, you said you'd be there for my graduation. D- Dad, you said you'd be there when I got married. Dad, no. Dad, who's going to... Dad, what happens when I have kids? Who's going to be their grandfather? Dad, what happens when I don't know what to do when I'm a husband? Dad, you can't go. I started to look down. Remember I said that I had trust issues and I wouldn't tell people when I was hurt? I did that too. 
And so when my friends would come ask me, when my girlfriend would ask me, when my pastor would ask me, hey, Mark, how are you doing? I, I, I know you just found out some really, really bad news. How are you really doing? I looked down at myself and said, you know what? I, this is hard. I can do it myself. I, I got this. I can do it myself. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. I'll be all right. See, when fear yells at us to look down, Jesus whispers, look up. And guess what happened when I looked up? When I stopped focusing on how am I going to fix this? What am I going to do? What's going to happen to me? When I heard Jesus' voice to look up, you know what I saw? I saw my girlfriend praying for me every time I heard a bad phone call about what was going to happen to my dad. I saw my friends text me in the middle of the night say, hey, man, um, I know things are really hard, but I just want to let you know I'm thinking about you. And if you ever want to get a cup of coffee, I'm here. I had my old teachers at school, hey, um, I know this is a big project coming up, but I just want to let you know I'm here for you. The moment I looked up is when I saw Jesus. I saw Jesus in my girlfriend. I saw Jesus in my friends. I saw Jesus in my teachers. I saw Jesus at this church. See, maybe for you, maybe you just found out that you might fail a class this year. Or maybe you found out that one of your friends is the person who's been gossiping about you and talking bad about you. Or maybe you walked in on your parents fighting and you found out that they were getting a divorce. And you might be asking, well, what am I going to do? What about me? Who's going to help me? What, what am I supposed to do here? For some of you, that may feel like rock bottom. That might even feel like you're sinking in an ocean. But you know what's the cool thing about being at rock bottom? You know what's the strange thing about being, like, about, about sinking in an ocean? The only way you can look is up. The only way you can look is up. See, a lot of people think that the, the, the purpose of this story is, well, Peter got saved, and that's the best thing that happened. Peter got saved, he asked Jesus, and, and, and he, he was in the water, Jesus picked him up. Yeah, that, that, that is one of the really important parts of the story. But I think one of the most important parts of the story is in verse 33. See, when the disciples saw Jesus immediately grab Peter and pull him up, they walked to the boat, and what happened? Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. See, remember, they didn't recognize who Jesus was. They thought he was a ghost. Peter was the only person who was kind of crazy and kind of brave to go out there and walk towards him. But when they saw how much trust Peter had in Jesus, that's when they recognized who Jesus was. And remember, they were so far away. And they were, it was three o'clock in the morning. It was dark. And Peter was deep in the water. But Jesus still came. 
So maybe you feel far away. You feel like you've, maybe you've done things that you shouldn't be doing, or maybe you've said things, or maybe you've texted things, or maybe you've posted things that you shouldn't have. Or maybe you're in a really hard time in your life, and you feel like no one can understand what your family is going through, what, your, what, your, what school is like for you, and you feel like you're in the dark. But guess what happens? Jesus immediately comes to you. So here's the big idea. That having shocking trust in Jesus isn't just for me. It isn't just for us. It helps other people know who Jesus is. See, it's when the disciples saw Peter cry out, save me. And when he walked on the water, that's when they recognized who Jesus was. See, when my friends ask me, like, hey, like, like you look, you look like you're doing okay. Like, are you sure you're not sad that your father died? It's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm depressed. I'm, I'm hurt. But I have my friends. I have my pastor that's been praying for me. I have my girlfriend who's been praying for me. Oh, that's weird. Why? Was, well, they love Jesus, and they wanted to pray for me. So maybe that's you. When you put your trust in Jesus, yes, God will help you and God will save you. But through you putting your trust in Jesus, other people will get to know who Jesus is. You know, um, one of the things we like to do here in JHM is we like to respond. We like to respond to what God is doing. And I love this story. Um, I love this story because in, in, in verse... Can you pull up verse 30? In verse 30, Peter cries out to Jesus. He says, save me. He says, save me. And in verse 31, Jesus immediately pulls him out. See, when Peter was on the boat, he yelled out to God, God, if it's you, tell me to come out. And Jesus responded. See, when we respond to Jesus, Jesus responds back. And guys, guys, we're going to worship in a little bit, and we're going to pray. But one thing that we want you to do is, is we, we have this prayer wall here. And we've never done this, so we're trying this out. We have this prayer wall here. And this prayer wall is for you. Maybe you're, you're like the disciples, and you're wondering, okay, what... What's my next step? What is my first step? God, maybe you're like, Peter, God, what do you want me to do? What's my next step? Tell me and I'll come out. Or maybe, maybe you're in a place where fear is telling you to look down. Pain is telling you to look down. Where you feel like you're sinking. This prayer wall is for you to write a prayer about yourself. Maybe you can write a prayer for your family, for your friends. Maybe it's for the people back in your schools. So I invite you that this prayer wall is for you. So I'm going to pray, and then I invite you guys, please come up here. All you got to do is there's some paper here, and there's a pencil, there's a table. Just grab a piece of paper and a pencil, write a prayer, and just stick it in the wall. Let me pray. God, we're thankful that when we're overwhelmed and when we're scared 
and we're intimidated, you just ask us to take one step. You ask us to take one step at a time. And God, I'm thankful that when we're in pain or when we're confused, you don't ask us to ignore it. You just ask us to look up. God, I'm thankful that when we look up, you put people in our lives that help us. You put parents, you put life group leaders, you put friends, you put a church. And most importantly, you show up. So God, would you help us when we pray? Would you help us as we respond? And would you help us to have shocking trust in you so others can know who you are? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
JHM, as we get ready to go, may you go knowing this week that when we encounter Jesus, shocking trust in Jesus was always meant to be shared with others. May you go in peace and go to Paddle Grub this week. Uh, sign up for summer camp. There's still a few spots left. We love you. Have an awesome week. See you next weekend in JHM. <laughs>